This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans. He is Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And let's go ahead and dive in on today's show. It is a football Friday here on the pod, which means a whole lot of player pickums across the board. We got to get ourselves prepared. Uh, maybe you're already down, I don't know, roughly 30 points uh, because you ran to the bus all that it was Jonathan Taylor on Thursday night football against the New York Jets. So let's try to get you uh, somehow competitive and, and maybe get you over the hump. So, Brandon, if you're willing to roll the dice on one player this weekend that might be a little bit off the radar. Put your huevos on the line. Let's get bold, man, with your biggest, baddest, most ridiculous prediction for this upcoming weekend slate of games. What is it, my man? Uh, well, you know, Jerry Judy is not a player that's off the radar, but some people might be a little bit hesitant to go back to the well after he returned in week eight and had four catches for 39 yards. But I think, A, that was a get his feet wet, uh, you know, get back into the flow of things after being out since week one. But, B, I think this is a week that, you know, the matchup against Dallas, uh, Dak Prescott playing, the fact that I think Denver is going to have to push the pace and Teddy Bridgewater is going to have to throw the ball. And if you just look at who's really ripped up the Cowboys in that secondary, it's a lot of guys of Jerry Judy's ilk, like Keenan Allen going over 100 yards and DJ Moore going over 100 yards and Kadarius Toney with no Sterling Shepard going for 189. And the Chris Godwin – and Antonio Brown's both going over 100 yards. Like, there's a lot of guys that, you know, can bring a lot to the table uh, that Jerry Judy can. So I, I'm going to go for 100-plus yards and a touchdown for Jerry Judy, his best game of the season. Oh, man. Uh, that is uh, certainly tickling my pickle. Uh, that's raising the heart rate uh, there, Brandon. And I got a feeling uh, you might be hearing Jerry Judy's name a little bit uh, later on in this podcast uh, in our Player Pick'em's edition. Uh, I'm going to stick with a wide receiver position and I'm gonna go with Van Van he's my man uh Van Jefferson of the LA Rams of the prime time lights take it on the Tennessee Titans down Derrick Henry I think he goes for at least 70 yards and a long touchdown you look at Jefferson he's got a 14.0 average at the target he's averaging 16.33 yards per catch and he boasts a 120.9 passer rating when targeted and you get the Tennessee Titans right uh, the Titans have allowed the second most fantasy points to the wide receiver position going to draw a lot of corner Greg Mabin in the secondary who is near the bottom of the barrel in pass coverage grades according to pro football focus so again Van Jefferson 70 plus yards and a TD and Funston all about that Jerry Judy love with that let's get to it with another edition of the fantasy five number five all right as everybody knows if you're familiar with this podcast it's a three pack of player pickums uh you get three players to choose from here brandon at each position you simply tell me who's going to have the better fantasy week let's go and dive in on group number one they're all qbs and here are your options kirk cousins in baltimore to what which i'm sure is your answer against houston or not Taysom hill um, I would probably insert somebody else. Uh, let's go with, like, Ryan Tannehill, because originally when I wrote the script, Taysom Hill had a shot of starting. Uh, that is no longer the case because Trevor Simeon is going to get the nod. So let's put Tannehill here in the mix, draw on the L.A. Rams. So Tannehill, Tua, or Cousins, who do you got? Yeah, actually, I have Kirk Cousins 11 and, and Tua 12 and Tannehill 14. So I'm going to go Kirk Cousins because the guy is, uh, you know, he's like 
two, three touchdowns every week. He's been generally consistent getting, you know, at least mid 200s yardage. You can throw on Baltimore. The receiving, you know, the, the, the secondary has been tough on receivers, but you can hurt them with running backs and tight ends in the passing game. And also, when you have Justin Jefferson, I think you still have a chance to hurt him at the wide receiver position as well. So I just going to go with the safety factor. Kirk Cousins like to his matchup, but. You know, I just don't know that he's as bankable as a as a safety kind of play as as Kirk Cousins is. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami uh, swallowed a sword and, you know, not one of like the professionals that does it and pulls it out, but like an amateur. <laughs> and then they puncture themselves. You know, I like yes, I yes. can see them losing to Houston. Quite honestly, yeah. so well, like tripping, like charging, uh, charging the Texans with their sword held high, and then they trip on a rock and they end up impaling themselves. Own, yeah, 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 yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you fall that. on your own sword, which you don't really want to do. That'd be a painful <laughs> oh. way, and a really idiotic way to go. Uh, and everybody would laugh at you in your final <laughs> moments on this earth. But I'm with you, man. It's Captain Kirk. Let's go with Kirk Cousins. I've said this before. I think the Ravens and Vikings game will be the highest scoring affair on the Week Nine docket. Uh, you know, the the Ravens you talked about, uh, they've given up three 400-yard passers this season. In fact, they've given up 312.3 pass yards per game, 1.7 passing touchdowns per game, 8.23 pass yards per attempt. Uh, I think Kirk, uh, who has, you know, been over 270 yards in four games this season, he's number three in adjusted completion percentage. This seems like a perfect setup for Minnesota. And a game that they were supposed to win against Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys, they lose, Right. And they'll right. turn around in a game in which they're six-point underdogs and be there at the bitter end in hell, maybe even sneak a W when everybody's writing them off. Uh, that's the M.O. of Minnesota, and I would not be at all shocked if they continue to follow down that pass. So I think it's 300-plus. I think it's multiple touchdowns. I got them ranked number 10 this week, and that might be too low. So you and I off to a hand-in-hand start here, amigo, on player pickems. Number four. All right, let's go with some flex options. Uh, here at the running back position next. And again, we're assuming a half point per reception league. Here are your options. Jeremy McNichols is going to be in a timeshare uh, with the ageless Adrian Peterson, who apparently was impressive. So much so uh, that the Titans coaching staff said, yeah, we're going to activate him off the practice squad. He is up now rest of season with the varsity squad. So, uh, you know, again, Adrian Peterson, the man just simply does not age. And I wish I had his blood pumping through my veins. <laughs> Uh, but McNichols against the Rams on the road. Derek Gore out of nowhere last year. Frank Gore's grandchild against Green Bay. Or A.J. Dillon, same game, different name, drawing those Kansas City Chiefs. Who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeremy McNichols. I know that Adrian Peterson's looked good out of the jump for uh, Tennessee, but I just don't know that you can throw him in and give him a, a big workload. I, and Jeremy McNichols, is his highest carry uh, touch or carry game was two this year mm-hmm. and but i think it could be like five or six you know which doesn't sound like a lot but i think this is also a game where he's got five or six catches yep. coming his way as well i mean the rams have given up 49 rb receptions we've seen eight from deandre swift nine from geo bernard bunch of a uh, bunch of running backs that have had four and i just think between you know the the rushing and receiving he's going to get over over 10 touches in this game I think they might be playing uh, from a deficit. We could see the Rams defense loosening up a little bit and Jeremy McNichols making hay in that soft underbelly. Yeah, you know, I like that call uh, quite a bit. I think McNichols could have five, six receptions uh, this week. I think he's uh, got a pretty high floor for those in receptions, heavy leagues. But I'm going to chase the ceiling of A.J. Dillon. 
uh, you know, the, the best way to alleviate the pressure in a raucous environment on a young, inexperienced quarterback is to just hand the ball off to Aaron Jones uh, and also Dylan, a guy that's like a refrigerator with feet. Yeah, or one of those old-school Montgomery Ward freezer chests, you know, that oh, people yeah. would people would store, like, dead body parts in. Yeah. <laughs> I got – it's not Montgomery Ward's, but I got one of those out in my garage. So, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Well, at Brandon is uh, a not, not, not a dead body, though. Oh, yeah. well, you might have cow yeah. parts in there and a lot of those. <laughs> I um, do have some cow parts. Well, right here in Central Illinois, you could buy full cattle uh, that they chop up uh, from the University of Illinois, and they sell them in whole, and then you just throw it in one of these giant freezer chests. Anyway, I digress. It's all about A.J. Dillon, uh, and he's going to be a big old chunk of beef that's going to taste delicious, a filet mignon, for those that employ his services. Why? Uh, again, you want to take the pressure off of Jordan Love. It's a soft matchup uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs that have allowed 4.33 yards per carry of the running back position. And Dillon, I think, is going to reprise the role that he had last week. Remember, with Aaron Rodgers, he didn't have Devontae Adams. He didn't have Alan Lazard due to the COVID protocols. And the Packers went run heavy against Zona. And I think they're going to employ a similar tactic against Kansas City. So this could be another 15-16 carry, 60-plus yard game. And Lord knows, uh, instead of handing the ball off to Aaron Jones, I know he's really efficient in the red zone, but if he gets stonewalled and like first and goal at the one, just bring in the big body guy and let him fall forward because that's all he does. He's RB7 in yards after contact per attempt. So I think the most upside here is with Dylan. Funston says, go with McNichols. Number three. All right, let's work in a three pack of wide receivers. Here are your choices Cole Beasley against Jacksonville. Kadarius Tony, maybe with Kenny Galladay back against Las Vegas. (laughs) It does feel good. (laughs) It wasn't so good last week with our player prop bets, but maybe we'll rebound. Or Jarvis Landry with OBJ now completely out of the picture. He draws Cincinnati in the battle for Ohio. Who do you got? Oh, yeah, you don't – I'm going to go with the bee's knees and, and Cole mm-hmm. Beasley. You don't replace uh, Dawson Knox with backup tight end Tommy Sweeney. You replace him with Cole Beasley, and we've seen that play out in the last two games. No Dawson Knox. Cole Beasley went from four targets combined in the two games before Knox was injured uh, to 22 targets in the last two games. He's averaging right at about 100 yards per game in those two contests. He now has – you know, it's four games with seven or more catches, and three of those games uh, – or actually, three of those games he had 13 targets in. So uh, he, he's right now in Josh Allen's crosshairs. It's a great matchup. I think he's the most bankable, reliable of this group, so give me Beasley. Yeah, I'm with him. It's Cole Beasley for me, a player that I featured in my Fantasy Flames column this week, available right now at BallySports.com. Everybody in the slot has teed off on Jacksonville. Uh, and there's just a laundry list of names. Look at Tyler Lockett last week. Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, all those guys went over 100 yards. Against his secondary, Trey Herndon is the primary slot DB. He's given up a 132.2 pass rate to his assignments. As you mentioned, Beasley has been going nuts these last couple of games with a 22 target, 17 catches, 198 yards, and a touchdown. He's got a 76.7 catch rate on the year. This is going to be a 7-8 catch game. I think he's north of 70 yards and a threat to find the end zone. Pretty safe floor for the underneath weapon there in Buffalo. Number two. All right. Well, I already know the answer to this one, but I'm going to go ahead and lay out the options for our listeners anyway. No, you don't. I don't think you do. Well, okay. Uh, All right. We're going to go Jerry Judy at Dallas. Uh, Originally, I had Devontae Parker in here, but uh, sadly, let's pour one out. He had a setback. So let's throw Jalen Waddell in this mix against Houston or Brandon Cooks at Miami. 
I know where you're going unless you're going to surprise me what is behind door number three. So shock the world, Brandon. I'm going Brandon Cooks. I know I, oh, I opened up. Oh, you all are shocking the world. Okay. Yeah. I know I opened up with the hot take on Jerry Judy, and I have him ranked. I have him ranked very strongly. I'm, I'm guessing I'm among the uh, you know highest rankers on Jerry Judy this week, but I'm also very high on Brandon Cooks, and it's it's about Terod Taylor coming back. It's about the volume he gets no matter who's the quarterback, and it's about the matchup especially right now. The Miami Dolphins – in the last four weeks, have given up nine wide receiver touchdowns. They've given up four 100-yard receiving games. They've just been – I mean, they're, they're, uh, the amount of fantasy points allowed is almost 50% higher than the league average to wide receivers over that span. So they are just in a place right now, whether it's Xavier Howard and, and Byron Jones there or not, those guys have been in and, out the, in and out of the lineup. It hasn't mattered lately. They've just been killed through the air. Brandon Cooks, I think – uh, is in line, potentially have one of his best games of the year. Oh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. You and I are once again on the same page. Oh, okay. uh, I'm going to go with the Wolfgang Puck, the Emerald Lagasse, <laughs> uh, the Julia Child of what? Deep Cut? <laughs> Julia Child. Deep? Oh, Julia Child. We're oh, going it makes to, perfect sense to me. We're going to slice the turkey and serve it on this platter that is made of silver. And that is exactly what Cooks is going to do for those that uh, back him. Uh, he's going to serve up those fantasy points on that silver platter. Uh, for all the reasons that Brandon mentioned, I got nothing else to add. So I think he's going to renew uh, that bromance that he had fostered early in the season with Terod Taylor. Uh, just for S's and G's, uh, I want to compare rankings here, Brandon. So uh, show your work, and we'll see who's uh, the bigger man here on Jerry Judy. Where do you got him ranked? Uh, loading and I am at wide receiver 15 and that is with a an uneasy feeling for my number 14 receiver in Devonte Adams so I am wide receiver 15 on Brandon Cooks which you know I'm, I'm showing my work and I'm thinking I might be the bigger man yeah, you know, I'm reshuffling my rankings, trying to get him <laughs> like one it. one spot ahead of you right now. I can't do it. I can't. So just put it in context. I got Brandon Cooks at 17. So okay. where do you got Cooks? Uh, I got like I got Cooks at 15. I got Keenan Allen at 16. Michael Pittman played last yeah, night, and okay. he's uh, number 17. Mike Williams, who uh, yeah, I got I'm just Williams not... way down. Yeah, and Cordell Patterson, I have ranked uh, behind him. Um, Robert Woods, I have ranked behind him, and then Jerry Judy. So Judy is just outside my top 20. Brandon Cook's right in the middle of my teens. All Actually, right. you know, I have DeAndre Hopkins above Brandon Cook's. TBD on him as well. So Brandon Cook's actually could move higher. Yeah, and that doesn't shock me. Now, I've got Cooks at 17. I've got, uh, just full disclosure here, Robert Woods one spot ahead at wide receiver 16. i got Patterson at 18. I have Pittman at 19. Julio Jones at 20. Jerry Judy at 21 is where I'm at. Yeah, I'm down on I'm down on Julio Jones because I just still don't know that even if he says he's playing that we you know we we know an early exit or a, a sometime exit is always in the cards for him. Yeah, I always trust issues with Julio, but certainly not the case for Brandon Cooks, uh, nor Mister Jerry Judy. Number one. Let's go ahead and wrap this up here with a running back conundrum. And we're going to label Cordero Patterson as a rusher here, Brandon. So, of course, he's drawing the New Orleans Saints. Elijah Mitchell gets Arizona. Uh, Josh Jacobs against the New York Giants. And just one note tied to Elijah Mitchell. Jeff Wilson could make a return this week and, and maybe siphon off some touches. But maybe not. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, maybe not. Uh 
I'm going Eli Mitchell. I mean, he's just been so good the last few weeks. Really, all, every every time he's played, you know, the only game in which he wasn't good for fantasy purposes uh, was, you know, games that he's been injured in. And, you know, the last two games, over 100 yards in each game, almost six yards per carry in each game. And I, if Jeff Wilson's coming, he's been out all year long. Are they going to plug him in for 10 to 12 carries right out of the gate? No, maybe they'll give him a series or two. But I think this is still going to be Eli Mitchell's uh, game. Kyle Kyle Shanahan's, you know, kind of loved him all year long and and went right back to him every time he's been healthy enough to return. So uh, for me, it's Mitchell Patterson. I don't like the matchup against the Saints. I don't like, you know, them not having Calvin Ridley, another bullet lost from that chamber. And then Josh Jacobs, I like him. I think he'll score a touchdown. I just don't know how much yardage he'll get. And, and the sports books right now are cowards because they're not even offering a Josh Jacobs anytime touchdown at the moment. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you there. Again, uh, you and I very much uh, aligned in some of these rankings this week. Uh, I am also going that same direction, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, fun fact, Brandon, Elijah Mitchell is now number one among all qual- qualifying running backs in yards after contact per attempt. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't know that, but I would have imagined that he was right up there. So, uh, number one with a bullet, huh? Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, he's at 4.32. Number two is James Robinson at 4.05. Chubb at 4.03. They're the only ones above 3.85 in that category. Amazing. I mean, that's how efficient he has been this season. I think he's must-start material, and I continuously get questions about him on social media, and I'm just like, why? Just play the man. <laughs> it's a run first scheme. Uh, and you look at the matchup against Arizona. Arizona has been generous on a yards per carry basis to opposing running backs. So Mitchell's going to get his uh, probably another 15 to 18 touches. Going to be north of 75 yards. And I bet he finds the end zone as well. All right, Brandon, before we get out of here, uh, any other predictions you would like to get on the record to maybe push people in the right direction and get them a critical W here at the midpoint of the regular fantasy season? What do you got? Well, I just want to th- I just want to flag Rondale Moore. If it, you know, no AJ Green, you got to remember this is San Francisco defense. He went for 59 receiving yards and 38 rushing yards against last time with no AJ Green. Uh, could be another Rondale Moore week in the cards. It's been hard to predict him, but with no AJ Green and a banged up DeAndre Hopkins, this could be a good week for Rondell Moore, and I know he's sitting out there in a lot of leagues right now on the waiver wire. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, you know, we have a song for him. It's I Wish by Skilo. I wish it was yeah. a little bit taller. wish it was a baller. wish I had a girl with a good uh, – I would call her. wish I had a rabbit and a hat and a bat and a 6'4". I baller. wish I had A.J. Green out of the lineup. Well, so and, and he got it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, you know, we'll <laughs> see if Kyler can go because he's a full-blown game-time decision, according to Cliff Kingsbury. But Kingsbury said he didn't have to practice to play. So we'll see about that. But, you know, Moore does have some – upside pending who's going to be throwing him the pill my guy is uh, a dude that is built like an ewok that's boston scott of the philadelphia eagles uh you know beer keg and shape and he never comes up foamy you and i love him we adore him he's one of our favorite pep players and he flashed last week you know he only played on 46.4 percent of the team snaps uh and a lopsided affair that's why he relinquished some of those touches late to jordan howard to get his feet wet again in this philadelphia eagles offense but he had, you know, the 12 carries, 60 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. And you look at the matchup this week, uh, you get the L.A. Chargers are giving up five yards per carry, 132.1 rush yards per game. Man, I love me some Boston Scott. I think he's an RB2 through and through. You disagree? I don't disagree. I think I have, I have him back end RB2, but I do believe he is an RB2. 
Yes, he is indeed. I got him at RB22 here in my week nine ranks. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on social media at Brandon Funson. Follow me there as well at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. It helps out our show and its longevity tremendously. And as always, until next time, adios, amigos.